All right, Toyota, everybody. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. A workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced technology to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available technology this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales events deals when you visit buy a Toyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Uh, are you filming? Are you just taking a picture? What are we doing? What are you doing? Picture. Oh, picture. Okay. I always get paranoid. All right, we're going? <laughs> All right. Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, December 11th, 2017. What's going on? How are you? Um, it's the Christmas season, everybody. Merry Christmas to everybody. Um, I know you're not supposed to say that anymore. I don't know why. If somebody said Happy Hanukkah to me, I wouldn't be like, you know, go fuck yourself. I'm Christian. I'm not even Christian. I don't even go to church. I just like saying Merry Christmas. It puts, <laughs> puts a little song in my heart. But in this gift-giving time of the year, um, well, the gift that we have today is a, a very special guest came in all the way from New York, the wonderfully talented, with a brand new special called Naive Innocence that you can get on iTunes. Google Play, Amazon, YouPorn, right? YouPorn, no. No. Okay. Please welcome Harris Stanton, everybody, to the program. Hey, what's up? Yeah, there should have been applause there, but we yeah, don't have the we, sound effects. I have porn in my special my album. Do you know I'm trying to go uh I'm trying to go to the month of December. No porn. No booze. Why? No nothing. Because I think it fucks you up. It does. It does. I if I didn't have to if I didn't get up so late and had to be here at one, I would have jerked off before I came here. But I realized I didn't have enough time to do to get into it the way I wanted to. Jesus, what do you fucking become a character or something? No, I watched that Flair documentary he was talking about, and the guy asked him how many times a day do he jerk off. He goes twice. I was like, that's about what I do. Rick Flair said that. Yeah, you saw the that, documentary. You told. You, I don't remember that part. Yeah, he went to a sports psychologist, and the guy was like, "So how many times a day you jerk off?" He goes twice. Uh, how much do you drink? Uh, he goes, "I have ten beers and and five vodkas." He that goes, part I remember. Yeah. Well, he said that before. He said the uh, jerking off stuff before that. And he oh, goes, okay. He goes every day, every yeah. day. <laughs> he said, "How long have you been doing that?" <laughs> oh, it's nineteen eighty-two. I started in seventy-two. We go about about twenty years. Ten years. <laughs> he said, "That's impossible." He said, "It's been a week with me." Yeah, God, I like damn, when they Flair. said uh, they were like your first wife. How long are you faithful to her? And he was like, "Ah." About a day, yeah. <laughs> and they go really. He goes, I couldn't do it. Right. I couldn't do it. Right. I came home, and I he goes, I was bored. I just wanted like to yeah. see a guy. It was great to actually just say how fucking bored he is being married. Because you know, you, anytime you have a thought of just any sort of like resentment of, of your situation that you fucking created, <laughs> right? Exactly. You didn't have to say I do. You didn't have exactly. to do all that, but you created it. You have that that feeling of like fuck. Mm-hmm. I want to do this. You have like that guilt. I loved his complete lack of guilt. Yes. Or honesty. I should honesty, say. honesty. Yeah. Honesty. Like, why don't? Why do you tell the girls? Why do you say scream out your hotel? Eh, I don't know. 
Why don't you wear your ring? Yeah, nah, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> no one ever comes to the hotel. They all come to the hotel. I like that one where he was in the middle of nowhere and there was no party when he went back to the hotel. He created one. They just created one. <laughs> Bought like 100 kamikazes yeah. and then he's dancing on the bar. It's just like, woo! Yeah. Dude, you just blew out my fucking oh, ears. Oh, sorry. Jesus. Let me turn this down here. Um, speaking of woo! Ric Flair impression. Yeah, man. You got to go away like from a, the mic. Woo! Like that. All right. There you go. Um, speaking of honesty, tell me about your uh, your special. And I also like how you're doing it. Like you're, uh, you basically went where all the specials end up, anyways. And so you just bypassed <laughs> all the networks. It's just like someone's gonna steal this and rip it, in anyways, or whatever the kids say. Um, what so you just shot it yourself? No, it's uh, Bill for the fifth time is an album. What is it? Oh, it's an album. Oh, yeah. it's a CD. Yeah. Well, it's not a CD. It's just digital, I guess. And I have okay. drop cards that I sell after my shows and stuff. Oh, all right. Yeah. But, Sorry, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do a lot of interviews, and no. I'm not a good listener. So <laughs> no, here we not. go. <laughs> Bill, yeah. for the last time, I'm here about a benefit. <laughs> When's your special come out? I just assume it's a comedian. It's got to be a special. Yeah, no, I filmed it at Gotham Comedy Club uh, uh, Memorial Day weekend. Well, how do you film an album? Well, you're right. I recorded it at Gotham Comedy all Club right. Memorial Day weekend. And um, it's on all the little media platforms. All right. Uh, 45-minute album. I have to ask you the white guy question here. You're wearing a Phillies hat. All right? Now, I've learned this with black people. That doesn't mean you're a fan. Do you have on maroon sneakers, or do you really like the Phillies? I just like the hat. Oh, you just like the hat. Yeah. But I'm a Toronto Blue Jays fan. You might see me wearing a few different Toronto Blue Jays hats. And you have a baseball background, correct? Yes. I was drafted by the Chicago Cubs. That's right. You were a right fielder, I believe? mm Mm-hmm. In the 56th round, which they don't have that round anymore. You were drafted in the 56th round, and the scouting report on you was you could go deep, but you couldn't hit a curveball. Yes. So, I'm, What did you do to try to work on, other than just guessing, what did you do when you stepped up to play to try to get, because there's no fucking way I could ever hit a curveball. Well, I was, hunt, I, was, I was always hunting a fastball, which is uh, probably not a great, well, that's what a lot of hitters do. You're supposed to adjust, but I just, I think it was mental after a while. I wish, that, I, wish I knew about sports psychology when I was playing. I would have went to one, because it, it was totally mental. You had a mental, like Charles Barkley's golf swing, where he yeah. has to stop and then then. Oh, like going. John Lester, who can't throw the first base, but he can throw a, a pinpoint fastball in the inside corner to a hitter, but he can't throw it to first base to throw somebody out. Yeah. He will not throw no it. No pitchers can throw. You ever, they all just, they, they, they <laughs> fucking throw like, like I don't know what, like a, a goddamn gorilla on yeah. the mound, and the second they got to throw it, they throw like a little girl, like, oh. Right. Are you, I don't know if you remember Chuck Knobloch. He played for the, uh, yep. he was a gold glove second baseman, all of a sudden he couldn't catch anything. No, he couldn't throw. He couldn't throw. What's still? Yeah, he He's, threw it. Yeah, he threw. It was still. like hitting people in like yeah. the fifth row. Yeah. Steve Sachs was the first yeah. guy. Was that the guy? Yeah, the, the yips. Yeah. Is what and they it's, called it's it. all mental because you was doing it your whole life until now. <laughs> so did you ever hit the curveball? Yeah, I've hit a few curveballs. Bad ones, the ones that don't break that much. Oh, okay. But a good one. Not too many people hit a good one anyway. You're not going to hit if, if, if Clayton Kershaw puts a good one on the out. You're not touching it. What's the, who's the... Uh, Anybody you ever go up against made it in the big leagues? Yeah, Lando Hudson. Um, he's the he's the only. How'd star. you do against him? Well, he didn't he didn't no he didn't pitch. He was a player. I'm oh, sorry. Okay, yeah, he was a player. No, I, uh, Jacob Shoemake, uh, he got drafted first round by the Toronto not uh, by Atlanta Braves, and um, he didn't make it. He got a five hundred thousand dollars signing bonus. And um, so you did all that Bull Durham shit, riding around in buses and all that. No, I didn't make it that far. I I was released extreme training. <laughs> Wait, so when you get drafted by the Cubs, they saw you at high school? Like, where, where they did they saw see? me in high school, and then they uh, they actually can 
scouts can actually get, help you get into schools. They call other schools and go, we like this guy. Um, matter of fact, I got uh, recruited by NC State from a scout. You know, they, they call okay. schools and they, hey, get this guy. We're going to look at him. And then you go to the school, and then after your first season, they either pick you up or they – because I was a draft and follow. So this just nonstop pressure. Yes. So every time. So then it's already bad enough if you're in your head, if you're in a slump. Yes. Now it's just like, fuck, I'm not going to get picked up next year. Yes. My dream is going to die. So all right. these other kids are walking around going to keg parties. Yeah. yeah. Going, Mom, send more money. And you're, and you're literally going, my dream's fucking dying. Right, right. Exactly. It, most, people don't, uh, most people who don't know baseball, it's just extremely competitive and hard to play. That's why there's a minor leagues. There's no minor right. leagues for but but it is a little bit for football now, but that's not my least for basketball and football. You just go right to the pros. But baseball, you need constant work from rookie ball all the way to triple A. Rookie ball is not even a ball yet. Is that because it's the game's that hard? It's really that hard. Yeah. You mean you ever try? You ever seen a ninety-seven mile hour fastball coming at you? That's- I like those people that go down to the batting cages. And they just set it on 90, and they yeah. know what the pitch is, and they keep going, dude, I was hitting it. Yeah. I was catching up with this. It's yeah. like, oh, okay. Yeah. All right, now let's actually put a brain behind that fucking machine that right. has two other pitches. Exactly. And there's a, there's a exactly. million people watching. Right. Fastball is actually easy to hit. It's the other stuff, slider, curveball. You don't know what's coming. Sometimes it's the, if the pitch Can is good please, enough. Can you please, what exactly is a slider? It's a what ball, does it do? It's a ball that slides to the left or slides to the right. That's it? And it, Yeah. That's not a curveball. Curveball no. drops off the curve table. Curveball drops off the table, yeah. That's a slider. They call okay. it 12 to 6 where it really drops from 12 to 6. That's a bat. Kershaw has a 12 to 6. Some people just have a little loop. But a slider is a – and a cutter is a fastball that at the last minute darts to the left, at which goes into your, your uh, the handle part and you break your bat. Like Mariano had the greatest cutter. And it would just Why like, can't they just guess and just going? I know he's coming with the cutter and just guess because and even swing if you hit a little it, left, <laughs> it was that easy. I don't know, man. I met a guy one time who uh, you got split he, second. He, to he used to play for the Giants, and he owned fucking Tim Wakefield, who was a, a knuckleball pitcher. And he goes, I, "This is a visual here, but basically he go like, well, basically his pitch did this, and he would make all these crazy." Right, like oh, movements yeah. with his hand, and then go. It either went here or da 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 there. Yeah, knuckleball so is crazy. He, he would just guess. He would go, all right. I'm gonna just swing here on this one, or I'm gonna swing there, and I'm ignoring mm-hmm. all of this bullshit between mm-hmm. me and him. And he actually was successful doing that. Yeah, I remember the Yankees one years were just looking at tape against Wakefield, and they realized that most of his knuckleballs were balls. So they go, well, just don't fucking swing well, at it. And yeah. then he started getting behind in the count. I think that's when he had to, like, every once in a while throw, like, his idea of, like, a right. fastball. Right. But I always felt if I was going to get to the big leagues, like, that's the way to, you know, if you could somehow develop a knuckleball because then you, you're not going to blow out your arm. Right. You can throw, like, 26 pitches, like, you know, crazy like Johnson. Yeah, you can pitch to 60. Early 1900s. <laughs> yeah. What do yeah. you think? I know we're not I, – I love sports. Who gives a fuck? We know you're funny. Let's just let's right, fucking right, let's right, talk yeah. sports here. Yeah. What if what – if, uh, what do you? How do you look at those early 1900s, you know, specials? I'm uh, not specials. The fucking uh, records that people in baseball. Yeah, like when somebody, you know, he pitched 93 innings in two days. That'll never be broken. <laughs> right. The right. Home Depot League is what I call it. <laughs> well, I, today's today's uh, baseball is different because uh, it's the training, it's the pre- preparation. Like those guys, they just, they just. They just played like now they coddle the the, uh, the players, the pitchers. Like they only go six innings now, really. Yeah, they're like veal. Yeah, like back in the day, they planned to go nine, 
And, right. And now they go, you go six and some five. I don't, and that means your bullpen has to be very good. You know, if you don't have a great bullpen, even I've even heard talk of which I, which was which is blasphemy. I hope they never do it. That just try to okay, you go three innings, you go three innings. No, you let Clayton Kershaw go as long as he can go, and then you bring in the bullpen. You don't let him go three, and then let your other guy go three. I guess. So do you shit. coach any baseball when you're not doing stand up? No, no. I'm I'm gonna put my son in the league um, probably next summer. That's good. You're gonna keep him out of football. At least, yeah. he, at least he didn't pick soccer. I mean, how <laughs> soccer is gradually taking over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soccer, no. You can't do because you know what you're basically saying. I'm gonna Joe Jackson him in baseball. You're saying <laughs> you're saying I want my son to be a flopper. Yeah. That's basically I want. <laughs> I think you have to, you got to take like a drama class before you play soccer or whatever the fuck they call it overseas football. My favorite one ever is you know people say you know why do you call it football talking about American football right when right. You, there's somebody I think a comedian said this it was like well, why do you call it football. Why didn't you call it feetball? Right. Using both feet, right? You want to be a clever cunt? <laughs> There's your clever joke right back at you. Right, right. I actually would rather watch women's soccer than men's soccer with just because they just play. They don't do all that fucking flopping around, and it's embarrassing. Right, I right. would literally, if, if that was my son, I would walk out of the stadium. I would stand <laughs> up all dramatic like Glenn Close in The Natural. Right, right. I'd have myself backlit, so he saw me up in the stands, and he'd be all excited that he drew a fucking yellow card, and I would turn Hilarious. my back on him. That'd be it. That'd be the modern-day version of you know, that story where the guy bricked up the, the room that the kid was in. Did oh, you yeah. You hear that? You no. heard that story? No, no, but I, I watched the ID channel, so I, I mean, you, he, uh, he, he locked his son. He bricked up his son. His son was supposed to go to battle, and he fucking chickened out. So the guys came there and they're like, yeah, you know, uh, your son who you said, it was like the king or some shit. They go, your son who you said was brave, uh, fucking, you know, he chickened out. And he's like, bullshit, no son of mine would do that. And they go, yeah, he's right in that room. He goes, I refuse to believe that. And to demonstrate it, I will now have this room sealed off. And he started bricking the room up and he got all the way up to the last brick. And then the pussy was on the other side and he went, father. No, this is recent. And then, oh, this happened in uh, Tahunga, in Orange County or something. Oh wow! And uh, he goes brick it up. That was it. They put the last brick in, and that was it. The dude died. No, they found skeletons with powder bones. Dude, it wasn't. Now it's a, it's a fable. Oh, it's not real. Yeah, Jesus, how crazy do you think white people are? How free do you think we are (laughs) that we can brick our kids up in a? You've done worse. We actually have. (laughs) (laughs) Shit. Um, anyways, Jesus Christ, let's get out of slavery. What else right. do you want to talk about? The Patrice O'Neill benefits coming up. Yes, yes, man. Yeah. Um, um, um excited about that. Like I always like seeing Georgia. Yeah. Yeah. I actually spoke to her before I came here. What's your favorite Patrice O'Neill story that you had? You went on the road with him, you did oh, Amsterdam and man. all of that. Man, we coming back from Charlie Goodnight's Raleigh Durham. Oh yeah. And you guys firecrackers is illegal in Boston, right? Fireworks, yeah. Fireworks. You yeah. have to go up to New Hampshire. Yeah, so Patricia, you're in a hurry to get back in the yard. I go, uh, no, no, what, what's up? He goes, I never really use fireworks. And I go, okay, well, we stopped by. He spent like $300 on fireworks. He Did goes, he? Yes. He just just put them all in one bag and just rang it up. <laughs> and he goes, yo, I want to I wanna set some of this off. So I go, yeah, I'm from down here. It was in North Carolina. I said, well, I'm from here. So we can just find one of these little abandoned fields. So we did. But it was a, uh, it was hot and the grass was dry. Oh Jesus! <laughs> and we started a forest fire. Uh, oh no! Oh, uh, we we lit it up. We had just came back from eating, so 
Uh, Patrice had tea. He shouldn't have had tea. Uh, <laughs> and I had a big glass of water or tea. And the fire started getting bigger. But before it got bigger, we tried to put it, stomp it out. So it was just two black dudes. With what, the, your tea? With our, no, we did that. We did the feet first. We both had new sneakers on. Our sneakers were black when we were done. We were trying to stomp this fire out. <laughs> and then we went and grabbed the tea, and we both poured our tea on the fire that did nothing. <laughs> and then I said, let's get out of here. He goes, no, no, we got to. Then the, the ambulance came. The fire truck came. The owner of the land came in like 10 minutes. Oh, Patrice, you said let's get out of here. Your own state. You were like, yeah. fuck this place. <laughs> yeah, I live yeah. in New York. Yeah, no. let's, yeah, let's get out of here. So what happened? They put it out. What they they say? put it out. And they were really cool. Uh, Patrice was honest. He goes, let me do all the talking, stupid. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and when they got when they got there, he's like, uh, I'm from Boston. I know pop firecrackers before. So we just started to be good. I'm like, oh, it's okay, man. Don't worry about it. I just I just uh, put some pesticide on this crops and everything is dry or whatever. And they let us go. Wow. They took our statement and let us go. There you go. Look at that. But we almost started a forest fire. That shit was going. The field is here, and the uh, the, the forest was like maybe 10 feet from Why the fire. Why didn't you just light it off in a parking lot? There was no. It was in, it was in North Carolina. There's no parking lot. Yeah, there is. I lived there. Well, well, not where we were at. We were like off the highway, off the beaten path. Well, fucking do an arrest area. Scare a couple of pedophiles out of the bathroom. Yeah, we didn't do that. <laughs> we wouldn't. We wouldn't. Let's put it in this fucking pile of hay. Oh, dude, it was, it was hilarious. Our feet were, both our shoes were black from trying to stomp fire. <laughs> we poured our tea on it. Where are you, go, where are you working these days? Um, Everywhere. Um, In the city, Um, I'm actually pretty busy. In January, I'm going to Denver, Colorado with Dean Edwards and... um. Um, Dean Edwards, man, I haven't run into him in a minute. Yeah, yeah. Um, damn, where are you guys him? playing down there? Uh, the Improv. Was that? The, yeah, the, I was the, at the Funny Bone. The Denver Comedy Works. No, no, no. It's the Improv, I think. Oh, the Improv. Okay. And then um, after that, I am in. Um, damn, where am I? I'm in Myrtle Beach, where I started at uh, Comedy Cabana. How close is that to the Forest Fire? Myrtle Beach. What forest fire? This forest fire oh, is in no, South Carolina? No, the one that you fucking started two minutes ago. Oh. I'm trying to do a callback that, here. That was I'm trying a, to fucking help you out here. <laughs> that was in North Carolina. Oh, North Carolina. Where's Myrtle, Myrtle Beach? South Carolina? South Carolina, yeah. That's all the fucking same down there. <laughs> That's, That's what all people the say. Same. Uh, for, you, know what in, I hate? you know what I don't like in the, in the <laughs> South? The chain Waffle House. Oh, yeah. I just. I used to work in one. You I know what I don't like? I, the, the signage. The what? The sign. It's oh. just so, the font is so not exciting. <laughs> and then it's like piss yellow. Yeah. With like the most basic thing and you get in there and it's just, I don't know. There's always like a, either a fight's about to happen or just happened. It's just really right. like. I uh, worked there three years and when I was in high school. People go there. They seem like they're hiding out. Like, you know, I can't go home because <laughs> of such and such situation. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's a, I, I didn't enjoy working. I had. How long did you work there for? Three years off and on when I was How many in fights did you see? I didn't see any fights, but someone after after I worked third shift sometime and the club when the club let out, these drunk people would come in and one person went in the bathroom and shit everywhere, all on the walls. So the waitress comes out, she goes, Harris, I'm cooking food. She goes, Harris, I need you to clean the bathroom. I go, Well, what's going on? Somebody made an accident. I went in there and it was just It was an on purpose. I don't know. It looked like a crime scene <laughs> with shit. Uh, and I said, no, I'm not cleaning out. I don't get paid to clean shit off walls. And they shit don't like make a mop for that. No, they don't. Yeah, cause, call a fucking hazmat group. Exactly, exactly. I refused, and one of them did it. And one lady came in, and she wanted a cheeseburger, and I said, the cheese is 50 cent extra. She goes, 50 cent? Can't you just put it on there? 
I go, no, lady, I can't just do it. You have to pay for it. And she didn't get the cheese. The next day, the next night she came in, she had her own cheese in the plastic. And she said, oh, put God. that on my burger. Like, you was in a nightclub. This cheese is in your glove compartment for two hours. <laughs> you left your house. You got your purse, your perfume, and your high heels, and your cheese. So you, when you get to the Waffle House, the cook can put it on your burger because you don't want to pay 50 cents. Wow. Hilarious. That's that, is, that, is, that is a level of fucking Back. cheapness. Because that is cheapness. If you're going yeah, out absolutely. to a club and you're going to pay a cover and you're going to do some shit like that, I fucking hate cheap people like yeah. that. And also dumb with money. Yes. I don't have any sympathy for that. My white guilt only goes so far. Right. You know what I mean? I'll white guilt all fucking day long until I watch you get a deal and buy a bunch of dumb shit. Then right. I'm just like, all right, eh, forget it. Right, right, right. You know, all kinds yeah. of shiny shit. Yeah. Remember that? Remember the remember the age of the deals? Yeah. In Montreal Comedy Festival, and everyone would go up there and he'd be like, oh, my dad was crazy and my brother was crazy. And everybody's like, that's a show. Right, right. And then you'd go out and you'd get a six figure deal. Remember all those fucking idiots that went out and they buy flat screen TVs? Todd Lynn did that. Todd Lynn got a bunch of money. Todd Lynn, rest in peace, literally did. And I refused to believe it until Dean Edwards fucking uh, uh, confirmed it. Did the coming to America thing where he fixed up a place he was renting. Mm-hmm. He even redid the fucking floors. He he bought, showed his landlord. She raised the rent, and he had to leave after a while. Yeah, yep, yep. He bought a bunch. He bought two cars. He uh, he bought that gold Lexus. He had the Jesus. It was piece. A, it was the in, in, uh, Infinity. 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 And he he had he had a, a, he had a waist length mink with a hoodie on it, zip up, and he would be on stage. Talking about white people, right? He must have been. He must have been. <laughs> <laughs> just like this guy, you could be as white as fucking right. ever. You're never going to keep money right. if you do that, right? He must have spent twenty grand on whores. It was hilarious. Oh, I feel bad going. We can't go that far. He's not alive to defend himself. Right. But right, if he right. was, if he's he, listening. He to the spirit, the spirit of him. Yeah. Do you think in the afterlife both his arms worked? <laughs> oh, I thought Jesus, we weren't doing anything. Jesus, Jesus. <laughs> Oh, God. You know what's funny? Ty would have that arm, and people were still afraid of him. <laughs> like, what the fuck are you afraid of? It's because yeah, he, he had the mean mug yeah. face. <laughs> I used to always tease him about his Roman nose. Yeah. <laughs> he had like a Julius Caesar fucking nose. Yeah. He, the, he was, I don't know. He kind of looked like a male Missy Elliott when I really think back. <laughs> you know, when she needs to lose weight, you know? Right, right, right. That size Missy. Whatever happened to her? Um, I think she took her money left. I think Napster. Right, which which blew up comedy. I'm convinced of that. I'm smart on my money. When I after the accident, I was, I only did, I only, I only bought two. Can things I get I really any credit wanted. here for going this far in and not making you fucking relive that again? Oh, that's fine. I, we could talk about it. It was okay. Yeah, Harris was one of the people, unfortunately, uh, who was on the bus with uh, Tracy Morgan when that Walmart truck. Crashed. Not the bus. I'm sorry. It was one of those little those Mercedes like Mercedes, van uh, things. Van limo party bus. Without the pole. And rest in peace, uh, Uncle Jimmy. Uncle Jimmy Mack, yeah. yeah. Oh, man, I remember bombing with him at fucking LaBarbat one night. <laughs> and I remember he was I up. I bombed at LaBarbat, too. Oh, everybody. I, I That fucking room, that was Talon's room. I yeah, never figured hard. that room out. Never. That room was like this really cool bar, and it had an upstairs and a downstairs, and it was Tuesdays, the after-work mm-hmm, crowd. Mm-hmm. You know? They never called any white people. I remember that. <laughs> it was the specifically all-black crowd. After work crowd. And that every time I went really there, hard. I, I think I must have killed first because I went back. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I killed the first time, then I bombed, then I killed, and I bombed every other fucking time. It was unbelievable. I think I only did it twice, and I bombed both times. Oh, I remember one night. That's back uh, when I was new anyway. So <laughs> I probably still I bombed bomb. so <laughs> bad. You never bombed so bad that the next guy's bombing? 
off of your bomb. Like that's like it was like the af- aftershock of what the fuck I did. So Uncle Jimmy went up there and was bombing, and he was bombing so bad, and it was so fucking quiet. He was just like, "Ah, oh, man, fuck y'all." Oh. He goes, and this woman was giving him shit. And uh, he said something about like whatever you know something about his career. Right, I think I still got my fucking career. And she was like, "N word, what career?" And everybody, that was the biggest laugh. Everyone oh. laughed at him. He was trying That's to talk about funny. being on BET. <laughs> Dude, you remember uh, what's his face, uh, Gerald Kelly? Gerald Kelly, yeah, the I Green did, Eye Bandit. I did one of his rooms out in Jersey. It was one of these places. It was a dance club, and like the next week, it was closed because someone shot off some yeah. guns or some shit. And I fucking went in there, and it was me and Roz G, and I forget who else. And he was supposed to, he was supposed to host it. It was his room, and he mm-hmm. was like fucking two hours late. And uh, he came on Jesus. stage. Oh yeah, and just was like, he's like, yo, what up? <laughs> you know, just got back from Atlanta. Yeah, you kind of sound he goes, like him. And he goes, doing comic view. He goes, made six G's. <laughs> he tried to say he made six grand doing comic view. Now, people not in the business, comic view, you got paid like, like, like a, 600 bucks. I got $1,000 one time. Did you? I yeah. think that was actually after everybody. I remember it was in the hundreds. It was like 700 yep. bucks. Um, all inclusive. Like mm-hmm. you lost money. You lost money, yeah. Yeah, You had to pay for it. your hotel. You had to pay for your flight. So he sh- nobody knows that. So he showed up, told the crowd. That had waited for him, like fucking uh, Axel Rose back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> that he was late because he was doing a TV show and he made six grand. That's hilarious. So that's how we started. Everybody's like, what the fuck? And I remember Roz went up and she had such a tough set that uh, she ended her set and she goes, damn. She goes, I don't know who's coming up next, but he better be funny because you motherfuckers ain't laughing at shit. <laughs> right. And walked off. Right. And then they brought me up. And of course, the second I talked, everybody did the white guy voice. Well, hell, nice to be here. Yeah. Yes. yes. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I ate it. Uh, Jimmy, I tell you a funny story with Jimmy, because uh, Jimmy had, uh, had, I guess he was away for comedy for a little while, so Tracy brought him on the road, was on, was on tour with us. Um, but before I got on the tour, uh, Mark Philbo said that uh, Jimmy would go up and open and, and be bombing. So uh, Tracy said, uh, Jimmy, go up and warm the crowd up. And Jimmy would go <laughs> up, and Jimmy started bombing. And then uh, Artie comes back and goes, yo, Tracy, uh, Jimmy's bombing. You want me to get him off? Tracy's like, no, nah, no, nah, let him simmer for a little bit. <laughs> so Artie, Artie goes back out there, yo, Jimmy, stretch. And Jimmy turns around and goes, oh, okay, they want me to stay out here. And he just bombed for five more minutes. I'm like, Tracy, you're an asshole for just letting him sit in his bomb for five more minutes. Let him out off the hook, man. And, and before, so the next night, he goes, Jimmy, you're up again. You're <laughs> you just up. sounded like that dude in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> Let him simmer a little bit. Let him simmer a little bit. And then, so the next night, uh, Jimmy Tracy goes, Jimmy, you're on again tonight. And Jimmy literally went in the corner and started rehearsing his lines like new comics do. Oh, God. All right, all right, I'm And he oh, went out no. and bombed again. Oh. <laughs> what an yeah. asshole, Tracy. <laughs> I know, no, we had a bunch of those. There was a guy, I remember when I was in Boston, this guy, this guy Dick Doherty, he still has rooms. He had all of these fucking rooms, right? Right. He was like the godfather of the outside, the satellite rooms, right? He had the, the, the main clubs in Boston, and then he had all of these places in like fucking Drake it and all these places right. in Massachusetts, and uh, which are all great towns, but, you know, not the best place sometimes to do comedy. So right. he finally did one. In, he finally got one in Boston. Well, I guess he always had the... Uh, he had the comedy vault for a while, but he opened this other one in Kenmore Square, right in the college area, and they called it Comedy uh, Comedy Campus. <laughs> so this this journeyman guy finally, you know, they gives him the room. Like you're booking this room, you host it, and he's fucking psyched. Right. Man, I'm finally fucking making something in this business. 
and um, he fucking the first night of it. I'm on it with Greg Fitzsimmons, and the dude goes up, and it's this really small crowd, 10, 15 people. And dude, when I tell you he didn't get a fucking laugh, he got nothing. Brings up the first act. The first act immediately starts killing. Crowd fucking livens up. Everything's going great. Dude finishes his set. Thanks a lot. Back to your host, so-and-so. Host comes back up immediately, bombing again. <laughs> the bombing, host? Bomb, bomb, yeah. This is That's dude. always funny when the host is bombing also. Bombs again. <laughs> brings up uh, the woman that Greg was dating at the time. Fucking she kills. Back to him, bombing. So finally brings up one more person. That person's killing, right? So fucking Fitzsimmons looks at him and he just goes, hey, buddy. He goes, dude, you know, if... If it's not happening for you, just bring Axe up. You know, we, we, we got plenty of show here. We got right. plenty of show and, like, piss this guy off. So he got on stage, and he fucking immediately just starts bombing again. So finally, dead silence, he just looks at the crowd. He's like, you know, what What the fuck? <laughs> what, what, the, what the fuck kind of jokes do you fucking people want? Exactly. And this guy in the crowd goes, how about some funny jokes? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, he goes, funny how, like, things going in and out of Uranus. Oh, that's, that, did that kill? It killed with me and Greg. That's hilarious. He said it was such fucking bile in his voice. You actually pictured oh, this guy's funny. asshole puckering up. That should have Me and Greg were, it was the funniest joke of the night. Yeah, we were crying laughing. And the crowd was just like, whoa, what <laughs> the fuck? Um, oh, wow. You remember Kevin Hart's Sweet Cheeks in Atlantic City? I never did that one, but I remember oh, they threw chicken at awful. Big J. Oh, it was awful. They loved Kevin. It sounded like Kevin. a gay bar. No, it was Sweet a... Sweet Cheeks? It, it sounds like a gay bar. I remember it, Patrice worked at a gay bar called Fiddlesticks. <laughs> <laughs> I did one. It was called Queen of Hearts. Oh, man. No, it wasn't a gay bar. It was actually the opposite. Gangsters hung out there. It was fights all the time. And they loved little Kevin. And But when everybody else would come back on, they would just... They threw, like, the little the plastic that you put the uh, menu in on the table. They threw that at Jameek. Uh, they just... They were awful. But they loved Kev. I, <laughs> I was like, well, that guy is funny, too. Oh, I, I didn't do rooms like that. After a while, like, there was, yeah. a, if, if enough people it didn't came last back, long. if enough people came back with stories. Yeah. Kev was, was a, trying to get me to do that room, and I remember I was far enough in my career. It was just that like, you didn't have to do it, I yeah. don't need to drive to Philly to bomb. Like, yeah. I, can, I can do that. I'll you know, do Drew, Drew Frazier's room, Manhattan proper. Yeah. I'll take the E to the end. That just finally closed. Take my, I love that room. Yeah, I remember I, one time doing bomb that. there all the time, too. I remember doing that one time, and I remember... One entourage chasing another entourage <laughs> out of the club, and then the next week there was like a metal detector. Yeah, way back, yeah. That's Tupac and gangsters used to hang out there. They used to gangsters used to hang out there, like real live drug dealers. Yeah, that was the vibe. But then this really cool after work yeah. thing was there. Yeah, like Supreme. He 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 was on uh, American Gangster. He they used to hang out there. There was not a guy there named Supreme. Yeah, you probably didn't know. <laughs> when you're whiteness, you had no idea you was next was, to. They probably thought I was a. Dude, you know what people used to do when I got off the fucking <clears throat> when I took the E to Jamaica, what? Queens, and get up. They would look at me like, they would just be like, yeah. people would try to help me. Jamaica Queens, going like, rough. dude, get back on. You want to go? <laughs> yeah, exactly. You want to go, go the other way? You want to yep, go the other yep, way? Yep, yep. Yeah, um, dude. You didn't know you was next. You was performing in front of killers, did you? Ah, <laughs> uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew that there was definitely some shit going on yeah. that wasn't legal, but yeah. I mean, I thought it was kind of like. Uh, you ever have... think about that? What? How many, how many like people that killed somebody at this point? How long you've been doing stand up? How many people in the crowd who've killed somebody mm. that people just don't even know yet? Or, right. I used to think yep. that on the subway. Right. Well, in, in Manhattan proper, you definitely had some clientele and then it killed somebody. Or I had somebody killed. 
some some future stars of the first forty eight. <laughs> yes. Let me uh, let me do gangsters. some advertising. How far into this am I? Half half hour. Okay, cool. Look at me. I still can fill a half, huh? I got to type in my goddamn password. Um, what's your name? You special again, so people know to look for it. My name, my special CD. Uh, Sorry. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> naive innocence, and this uh, this, that's the thing because I moved from South Carolina, and I was naive and innocent. And then I got up here and I got around you guys, and I became fucking terrible. You're gonna blame us like that demon wasn't in you. You're right. You're right. Yeah. It was in there, but you guys. I haven't even uh, talked about half the fucking shit yeah, that I heard you did. <laughs> lubricated it out. You guys lubricated it out. No. You were you were you were on your own. You were, I remember you Tracy over, didn't help over fucking night, overnight. You would just went from like, hey, how's it going, everybody? To Harris did what? <laughs> Harris did what? Yeah, that's pretty wild. Yeah, and I'm just leaving this open. You yeah. want to tell your fucking stories? You tell them. But other than that, uh, I keep my mouth shut. No, you know. There you go. Yeah, yeah goes into falsetto. Hey, you know, we got a little sideways there. All right, let me do. All right, Toyota, everybody. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. A workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced technology to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available technology this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales events deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota let's go places in a world where clout is the new currency. You're interrupting my stream. Are you getting any followers with this? One girl. What's your name? At June Forever. Your real life actual name. We'll have to find a way to clear her name. The police questioned me. You're the common denominator, June. And solve the crime. You watch too many movies. Esther Babitsky is Drugstore June. Also starring Bobby Lee, Haley Joel Osment, James Remar, Beverly D'Angelo, and Matt Walsh in the this March, go to drugstorejune.com. Well, let me do a little read here, real quickly. Uh, oh, look who's back for the holiday season. It's Sherry's Berries. <laughs> Christmas is a week away. Talk about last minute shopping nightmares. Or do you want me to talk about it? Going to the mall at midnight on. Oh, fuck you. Everybody knows this. No, it's actually not that bad this year because everybody's shopping online. Mm. Yeah, like you're just there with like fucking people as old as me. Um, all right. How shopping with Sherry's Berries has been a lifesaver. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, I'm so sick of these people who are clearly stocking stuffers acting like you're buying somebody a fucking Lexus. Like like this, oh, I don't want to go to the stores. I'll just get some of you some chocolate-covered strawberries. and that. that I'm going to get those for my wife. I'll just get those only and see how my fucking holidays go. See how my 2018 is. Anyways, no matter how... No matter who you're shopping for this holiday season, Sherry's Berries has the perfect gift for everyone on your list. This holiday, my listeners can get fresh and delicious Sherry's Berries dipped in white milk and dark chocolate goodness. Why did white come first, Harris? 
Starting white at, always comes that's first. That's right, because it's pure. <laughs> starting at nineteen ninety nine. The women, plus, the women, yeah. Plus shipping and handling. Or check this out. Uh, when you double the berries, double the berries for just ten dollars more, your gift will include a free keepsake dessert platter. Uh, however, the white chocolate is still the same price. Um, kidding. I just want to see your face fucking wrinkle up. That's two gifts in one. <laughs> you know the white ones come with a little clan hood on it. Uh, the, oh boy! If you get the Grand Dragon fucking ones, uh, there's only one way to get this amazing. Somebody in the South is going to order. Oh, that'd be fucking perfect, Mark. Uh, there's only one way. Uh, you know that's a made-up name because it wasn't two names, right? right? Mark, Mark, Bobby. There's only Billy one. Joe. Billy Joe would love one of them clan. You know, I I keep the hood. I keep the hood. I put it on my gerbil. <laughs> um. <laughs> There's only one way to get these amazing 1999 deal this holiday. Visit berries.com. Click on the microphone in the upper right-hand corner. Enter my code BIRD at checkout. Remember, when you double the berries for just $10 more, your gift will include a free keepsake dinner, a dessert plat- platter. Christmas is a week away. Order today. That's berries.com. Uh, code BIRD. Um, which white hate group, supremacist group, offends you the least? Clan, neo Nazis, <laughs> uh, or just the average douche on YouTube? Yeah, that's a good question. Probably the clan. Even though they're out there and they're just kind of saying it, I would think the YouTube because it's all, you know, you might even run into that guy. You might even know that guy, but they don't have the balls to put on a uniform and say what they're thinking. Okay, yeah, that's, that's better. But uh, the, the, the clan is just like, it's funny to me now. Like, you know, I see it on uh, some of these talk shows. <laughs> the Can I tell you something? That's the only place they are. Yes. The Klan is only, uh, I'm, I'm as white as it gets. I've never been asked to join. I don't know any fucking members. Right. Me I've neither. been all through the South. Mm-hmm. I've been in Connecticut. Evidently, they got, they got a good following they're there not, in Connecticut. They're, yeah, they're not as prominent as they used to be, I guess. They kind of fell off. Yeah. It's like the mob. They're all doing like identity theft now on the fucking web. Yep. All right, Helix, everybody. Helix, there are a ton of online mattress Retailers popping up these days, all with a one-size-fits-all solution for better sleep to a better sleep. Guess what? One-size-fits-all doesn't work when it comes to mattresses. Helix Sleep offers something that doesn't exist anywhere, anywhere else, a mattress personalized to your unique preference and sleeping style that won't set you back thousands of dollars. That's true. Like even not, not just your height. Like if you sleep face down, they take a plaster mold of your junk so it contours to the mattress. <laughs> it's true. Are you serious? No. No. Fuck 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 <laughs> I was like, you don't need that. Go to helixsleep.com slash burr and take their two to three minute sleep quiz. They'll build a custom mattress that will, will be the best thing you've ever slept on. For couples, they even personalize each side of the mattress, which we both yeah, know that, that's yeah. the beginning of the end of the relationship. Yes. You're starting to live separate lives. Yeah. You can't even sleep next to the person. You need your own space. <laughs> Everyone from GQ to Cosmopolitan to the New York Times are talking to Vibe Magazine, reaching out to your people. They still do. They still have Vibe Magazine. No, still? I just it was the last black magazine I remember. Ebony, uh, Ebony, Jet, TV Guide, TV uh, Guide. are all talking about <laughs> Helix. And once you try it out, you'll know why. Your custom mattress ar- arrives direct to your door in a week, and shipping is completely free. Try it for a hundred nights. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up, gross, and refund you in full. 
Uh, all right, go to helixsleep.com slash burr right now get, to get $50 off your custom mattress. That's helixsleep.com slash burr for $50 off your orders. Helixsleep.com slash burr. All right, we got two more here. Oh, here we go. MeUndies, everybody. ba da ba ba MeUndies, MeUndies. They'll take a mold of your junk. do 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 MeUndies, MeUndies. Flip over, then they measure your trunk. You f- I'm sorry. Uh, MeUndies, everyone, every year, millions of people receive at least the least liked gift of all time, underwear. Harris, what if someone gave you underwear for Christmas? I would love it because most of my underwear have holes in it because I'm one of those guys who just... I won't buy new underwear until someone. Well, says you're a former so. baseball player. You're superstitious, yeah. right? You, you hit your last curveball <laughs> with that pair of underwear. You're still going to wear it, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, listen to this, MeUndies. Okay, they, they'll give. I love socks now. I'm trying underwear. to do a segue back into this fucking copy, and I can't do it. Uh, anyways, but we still give it to our family and our loved ones who just don't want underwear. But maybe it's not that underwear is the problem. Maybe it's the kind of underwear, Harris. Mm. Harris, can I take a moment here to tell you about MeUndies? The only underwear that makes for an amazing gift. The only underwear, even though you'd probably take a three-pack of some shit at Marshall's. MeUndies made underwear the perfect gift that everyone is going to love you for. It's a goddamn holiday miracle. This this year, don't give underwear, give MeUndies. This holiday season, to get your exclusive 20% off the softest underwear and socks you will ever wear. Free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee. Go to MeUndies.com slash Burr. That's MeUndies.com slash Burr. They used to have all this shit. In there that they were softer than cotton. Sorry, man. Last, last but not least. All right, stamps.com. Harris, do you go to the post office ever? I not recently. No. How do you get your mail out? I don't mail shit anymore. I email. I don't oh, do you do you deli- do you do it online? Yeah. Yeah. You're I'll... comfortable with that? Do you bank online? Yeah. Do you jerk off online? And when you do, do you cover the camera? No, I don't jerk off online. You don't jerk off online? What do you have, VHS? I jerk off while I'm online. Well, that's what I mean. You use online porn? Yes. Yes. The porn I watch. You don't cover the camera? There's there's not a camera. There's a camera right here. Yeah, but not when I'm watching Pornhub, there's no... It's right there. That's a camera. See the tape I got over there? But you know what I found out now? Now when you click on a porno, all of a sudden, like, the whole screen will go... Like, they just took a picture of you. Going like... (laughs) Like, (laughs) like, clicking on the video. No, this is the thing. I use my phone most of the time. You use your phone? Well, where are you? Home. With my phone. You got that good of eyesight and you can't hit a fucking curveball? It's not about to. That's unfucking believable. <laughs> well, the phone's not moving, right? It's like golf. <laughs> all right. Stamps.com, everybody. Stamps.com brings all the service of the U.S. Post Office right to your fingertips. All right. Buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter, any package, any class of mail using your own computer and printer. Then the mailman comes and picks that shit up. Stamps.com makes it easy. You don't have to use your brain. They'll send you a digital scale automat that automatically calculates the exact postage. Stamps.com will even help you decide the best class of mail every time. Print postage any day, anytime. Stamps.com is always open. I use Stamps.com whenever I'm fucking sending out my posters. I'm a moron. Harris, you know that. If I can figure it out, so can you. And right now, you too can enjoy the Stamps.com service with a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus postage and a digital scale without long-term commitments. Go to Stamps.com, click on the microphone at the top of the homepage, and type uh, type in Burr, B-U-R-R, that's Stamps.com, enter Burr. Okay. All right, how far in are we? And you have 40, a, okay. Ten minutes of bullshit there. Sorry. You have a, a tape. Oh, that's the camera just so people don't watch you jerk off. Is that really? 
I just feel, no, I'm just like, what if you're banging your wife and you just have your thing on? Like, these fucking nerds, you oh, know they're not getting any pussy. They just watch you. They, they actually caught people. Like, they, they watch, you buy a TV, they watch you watching TV. The fuck? I- yeah. And for some reason, that's not illegal. And now all these fucking morons who are, uh, they, they got that, that little thing there in the house being, being like, Alexis? Mm-hmm. What's the capital of South America? Whatever. I mean, sorry, oh, of Brazil, of <laughs> South America. You, I'm a moron. Um, yeah, you just bugged your own house. I exactly. mean, you already have with all these devices, and now you got this other thing. Right. That's like uh, Alexa. I'm not, I don't have Alexa in my house. No, it's like inviting a vampire into your house. Mm-hmm. You got to put a thing of garlic around his fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck Alexa. <laughs> Get fuck out my house, bitch. That's exactly what I said. Okay, here we go. It was bad timing. We both took a sip. All right, uh, here's some questions, all right? Now, I tried to get some ethnically diverse ones so I can show you that I'm woke. How annoying is that to hear a white person say that, by the way? Are you married to a black woman, though? Huh? Yeah, but, you know, once you're married that long, it's just a woman. (laughs) You know, it's the same fight. You ever have cultural fights? Yeah, it's not like, you hold the fork like this and I hold it like that. Wow, there really is a difference. It's the same shit. Right, right, right. Like, can I finish up here? In the bathroom before you try to steal the sink, brushing your teeth. It's right. the exact same shit. Right. It's only when you go out in public and everybody's like, what the fuck are you doing together? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking race traitor. Yep. Um, but when I you're like in the house, women. when you're in the house, huh? I, I, I love Well, you can have mine. Women. You can have mine. Whatever one I was supposed to be with. And I, yeah, I took yours. There yeah. you go. And then one day we'll go on a double date like those two freaky <laughs> fucking, was it the Yankees or the Indians? You ever hear about them, that they swapped wives? No. There was two teammates. They went on a double date. And by the end, of the end of the date, they fucking realized, hey, man, we're like sort of like, you know, they probably sat at a four top, boy, girl, boy, girl. And I think they just sort of, uh, the dudes stopped talking to each other and the chicks stopped talking to each other. By the end of it, some, they, they agreed to switch swap wives. In real, like, to, to go forever, like... Yeah, and I think one of them made it and the other ones didn't. That's hilarious. I, I, if the other one didn't, that'd be the funniest fight People ever. People do anything you know? these days, man. I should have stayed with the right fielder. <laughs> well, I know he's getting a better blowjob than I am. Oh, this would be brutal. Um, all right, here we go. So I tried to have some ethnically okay. diverse... Okay, so we're going to start. This is a nice one that I feel like anybody of any sort of background, transgendered, anybody... Uh, this one's called Favorite Ozzy Osbourne Guitarist. So this is right in your wheelhouse. This is a fastball. I feel like you can jump on this one. Why is this in my wheelhouse? It isn't. <laughs> I'm being an asshole. All right. I know you are. Breaking Bad Bill. I'm watching a documentary on Ozzy that's four hours long and boozing while the girlfriend is out with her, her peers doing sex in the city shit. Uh, while Randy Rhodes always gets to me, especially during Mr. Crowley, None of this means anything to you. Sure don't. Uh, my favorite has always been Jakey e. Lee. I grew up on Bark at the Moon when I was a kid and still listen now and again to the last furious riffs of Jake in the last minute of the song. I always felt he was underappreciated. Could not agree more. Zach Wilde is all good, but it feels like he's using five pedals instead of showing pure skill. Well, you should have seen Zach Wilde when he played with the Almond Brothers. That would have cured all of that shit for you. Uh, more style than substance. I don't agree with that. Uh, what do you think, drummer boy? P.S. It was great to see you in Montreal last summer uh, when it was your birthday. Um, all right. What do you think, Harris? Just by the names alone, who would you think is is the best guitarist? Would you go with Randy Rhodes, Jake E. Lee, or or uh, Zach Wild? Probably Zach Wild. Zach Wild. Why? Because it's wild. 
<laughs> he goes crazy. I knew you were going to jump on that. <laughs> Jakey Lee, what does that sound like to you? Jakey Lee sounds like... Uh, borderline Asian? Yeah, mixed. borderline Asian, trying to fit into the culture. Okay. <laughs> and Randy Rhodes? Randy Rhodes uh, is a racist. And, and um, He died in a plane crash, by the way. Oh. Yeah, go easy. This oh, is like making right. fun of Tupac for a lot of white people. Right, right. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I don't know any of these people, uh, <laughs> listeners. I don't know any of these people. I would never say that if I don't know him. Well, he did play in an all-white band, so, I mean, your theory does he work. A fucking racist. No, is. I'm just... <laughs> no, I'm just, uh, no. No, it, it's a brutal story. Is, uh, he was on tour with uh, Ozzy. Ozzy left Black Sabbath. Okay. All right? And that would be... I didn't know that. That would be... Well, whatever. They had a fallen out. Mm-hmm. It'd be like one of the... Well, how do I relate to you here? Well, it'd be like somebody in the Wu-Tang Clan... <laughs> They leave and then they put out a solo album. That's that's critical there. Right. But Wu Tang never really broke up, right? No, not really. Just haven't made another album. Okay. Well, just say they broke up and then all of a sudden, uh, you know, one of those guys that's not old dirty bastard, a Method Man, Ghostface Killer decides I'm gonna <laughs> fucking put one out. You right. know. Right. Uh, you know, it's a very, it's a very like precarious point in your career. Like you, you don't get a second solo album if the first one bombs, especially right. if you you know came out in a supergroup. So right. Black Sabbath thing was over. He was coming out on his fucking own, and he ended up meeting Randy Rhodes, and Randy Rhodes basically saved his fucking career. Mm. So they go out on tour. He's destroying. He's like the new guy and everything. And they uh, were in Florida, and they pulled in in the bus driver wherever they were going to gas up the bus. There was also a little plane there. Mm-hmm. And this guy had a pilot's license, and he fucking got in the plane with Randy Rhodes, and he was fucking buzzing the bus, doing all of that shit, and on his last pass, clipped the bus, and either flew into the house or into the barn, Damn. one or the other, and then that was it. That's crazy. And that was it. And you just said he sounded like a racist. I hope you're happy with no, yourself. No, man. You know? What? Maybe if you shouldn't be Googling all your fucking porn, you could look <laughs> up Randy Rhodes before you soiled his name. Um, all right, here we go. Here, here's here's one that you, but we can both uh, jump on here. All right. Girlfriend isn't very attractive, and I want to cheat. All right? Um, I've been dating my girl for a year now, and I love the shit out of her, but goddamn if she isn't on the wrong side of the 10-point scale. Oh my God! What well, an what? asshole! Yeah, you it, don't love her. No. And why would you date her if she's ugly? If you think she's ugly, yeah, 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 you don't love this woman. No. All right, we got it. It's not like there's anything wrong with her face. She's just not really my type, physically, personally, personally wise. Does he eat food? Wait, physically, personal, personally, we jive. He says personally wise, personality wise. Sorry, we jive like crazy. Mm. Jive. This guy's got to be like 50. Yeah. Uh, it's like, dude, what do you look like? Um, does, does he eat food that he doesn't like to? Well, let's see. Oh, She's really goodness. pretty when I'm laying on top or next of her, but any other position, and I can't help but be disappointed in how overweight she is. Jesus Christ, This dude. guy's a fucking monster. Yeah, he sure is. On one hand, the sensation of being with thick girls really appeals to me. On the other, my male gaze does not agree. Because of this... I found my thoughts wandering to other women and started flirting with them for seemingly no reason. I'm afraid I'm going to cheat, but I really think, all things considered, that I could marry this girl. This guy's all over the fucking map. Yeah, he is. Breaking up with her for something so shallow would absolutely kill me, and it hurt the woman I love, love's heart (laughs) for no reason. What should I do? Go see a therapist. Yeah, he's like oddly, like, brutally honest. Mm Mm-hmm. 
Um, he's being brutally honest here. But but he's all over. Like it, it makes no sense. I like purple, but I don't like purple. Like what? what which is it? Pick yeah. pick the pros and cons, and you know he. You know what it is? He made a very mature move where he actually fell in love with the person, and now I think that that's getting old. Yeah. You know, there's no more surprises. Now mm -mm. he's just looking at her. Mm -mm, yep. And uh, I think that that's what's going on. That's exactly what's going on. All right. Now, how can he, for Christmas, what gift can he give her that in a funny, loving way can be like, you need to lose some weight or I'm going to cheat on you? Sherry's berries. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there is no way. There is no way, like, you know, the end of an action movie where it's which wire do I clip? Right, right. And they fucking take a guess. Yeah, both of them blow up. Yeah. All right, Harris, I got to put you on the spot. How would you do it? How would you tell the woman you love, personality-wise, you guys jive, as this guy <laughs> says? How the fuck would you tell her you're putting on too much weight? Well, if you know someone that long, then you go, bitch, you fat. You need to lose some weight. <laughs> <laughs> It's so no you do, so you rip the Band-Aid off. Right. Go, listen, you're getting a little overweight. I had a boy, a friend of mine, who dumped his girl. He warned her before <laughs> doing they were, while they were dating. He said, if you get big, I'm out of here. She got big. He was out of there. She tested him. She ate too much. <laughs> she tested him. Right? And he said that? Yeah, he said that to her. And he left her crying? I told you. I, exactly. What did I say? I told <laughs> Exactly. Look in the mirror. Look. What did I say? You're 100 pounds bigger than you was when I said that shit. But here's the thing, though. I actually, th there is, like, a complete lack of respect for your partner if if you let yourself go. Absolutely. There is. Now, here's the thing. Unless, you know. Uh, You're sick or something. Oh, or, she, she, you know, she got she was pregnant. She right, had a exactly. kid. Yeah, not, we then, don't talk yeah, about that. fuck yeah. all of that. Yeah. But before having kids, or if you're not having kids, all right, if you're sitting, a man or woman, if you're just sitting there, just becoming a fucking lard ass. Exactly. What what are they supposed to do? Exactly, well, you, you're like, putting a lot of pressure. Like Patrice said, whatever you, however you look to get him, you have to somewhat maintain Stay that. Yes. Otherwise, he's gonna eventually. We're animals. We're mo like we. We're, and what I loved about Patrice is he could be that overweight in the crowd. They would never even think to say like, <laughs> "Well, what about you?" <laughs> right, right, right. He, he would just be like, "Bitch, I've always been this size." <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. I don't know what what should he do. Um. Talk to her like he's talking to you. On these I would just say this. I would put it on me. This is what I would do. This is this is if you really loved her, I'd put on twenty pounds myself, and then just be like, "Listen, man, I got to get this weight up." You get but, diabetes, but, just a <laughs> yeah. If I loved her, I would put on twenty pounds myself and just say, "Listen, I got to get this weight off, but I can't do it on my own. I I need you. Okay, I've been weak lately. I need you." To, oh, and she'll be there for you, and you take her out on walks. And this you, is what you do. You wouldn't do that. You, you buy. I wouldn't do that. No, I wouldn't. I dump her. No, I wouldn't. You buy his and her fucking matching workout fucking outfits. <laughs> walk, just steer right into it. Just walk and be that couple that dresses the same. Right. Ugh. I know. That's when it's just like, that's either like, whenever I see that, that's like either they literally are soulmates, if you believe in that, or there's one person that needs to be rescued from that relationship because the other person, like, who's that guy in the NBA? Who, what would Ric Flair do? What would Ric Flair do? Yeah. Oh, Jesus. Well, he wouldn't be around long enough for her to get fat. <laughs> he'd do when he when he came home from the road when she fucking put on all that weight, he'd do the flare flop right in front of her. <laughs> and just 
turn around. Or he do the Henry Hill. He just do that laugh. Remember that? And he go walk, turns right back around and he gets he gets back in the car. What the fuck kind of people are they? He gets back in the car with uh, Joe Pesci. I think that's what he would do. Um, this guy, I think he was trying to be. Sometimes people try to be funny by being really blunt. I actually mm-hmm. think this guy does really like this girl, but like, uh, yeah, because I think if they start getting that fat before you had kids, you just start thinking like, oh my god, yeah, I don't want to be with a whale. No one wants to be with a. No one wants to be a whale, and no one wants to be with a whale. Well, some some guys like big women. Okay, all right, okay, <laughs> but he doesn't obviously. Right. No, he likes well thick and in in. Fucking obese. My father had a best friend who wanted his woman as fat as she could be. (laughs) Oh, he did. Yeah, he had a best friend. She his wife was a fat motherfucker too. (laughs) (laughs) What is that about? I don't. I think they like the bigness of. This is what's uh, so weird. Do you know? Maybe they want him to just look adorable. You know, how adorable a baby looks with all those rolls of. They'll have like a roll of fat in the mid forearm. You're just right. looking at it like, what is that? Right. What is that? I think they want that. They just want a big, a big giant baby. Right. I think it's a lot of. They like a lot of women. But um, you, I like a lot of women. But far as t- like not fat, but like let's say six five eleven, that's a lot of women too. Yes, I understand what you're saying. But it's not fat. Not fat. What's right. what's the biggest you will go? Give me height and weight. Let's break down your draft picks. And in the uh-huh. within the first round of the big girl draft, Harris Stanton picks. Picks uh a hundred and eighty five pound, six foot no, five how tall, foot. How tall are you? I'm six two and a half. Six two and a half, all right. Yeah. So she has to if you're gonna weigh two hundred pounds, you have to be five eleven and better. Otherwise you're just yeah. a fat bitch. you know that's considered insensitive but it's actually there's an endearing thing where you're just being brutally honest i mean that's that's what your heart is saying yes it's saying you're a fat bitch it's not being like listen um right your heart's doing all the work yeah (laughs) i would i would go uh whatever because i'm like i'm five nine three quarters i'm i'm exactly doug flutie height not quite 510. Big women with curves are are have a chance. Like if you still you know the fat women that are really fat but they you can still see the, the curve, yes. The curvy, like they yeah. look like a skinny woman but fat. Yeah. Like a like it's a hot not chick. a giant just sack of fucking yeah. Yeah. fat. Uh right. I would say I would say 165. 165. Cuz I'm about 175. I don't want to throw me around what, the fucking room. What height is that? Like 55. Jesus, five that's, six. That's big. Yeah, that's not that big. Depends on the you know. Depends. Five on, five, one hundred and sixty pounds. She, she's got a nice ass on her. You know, okay, that's like it's 40 curvy. Is it right curvy? <laughs> I don't like those cankles <laughs> with the with the ankles running to the to the foot. You know what's weird is, is is when they got they got fat feet and skinny yeah. toes. Oh yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, a- <laughs> it's like someone was at, you know, the carnival right. you know, where you slam the hammer down trying to win that prize, and they hit him mid-feet. Right. You ever heard Corey Holcomb's joke? You ever, fellas, uh, you ever there's fucked a, a There's fat- a fucking un- underrated comedian. Absolutely. He's not underrated in my fucking head, but uh, he ever, hey, fellas, Corey you ever, Holcomb. You ever fucked a fat girl with regular people legs? He's like, God damn, I just <laughs> fucked a hamburglar. <laughs> <laughs> That's usually an alcoholic body. There was a uh, there was a guy that I used to work with who I found out recently died, which wasn't a surprise. He was like the biggest booze hound cokehead. He was like six five. Oh wow! 
It was funny, man. He was just as big, just like, dude, his legs were as skinny as mine. <laughs> and he would push his jeans down, and just up top was all, was just all booze and burgers. And he did blow. And, uh, and, he, and he had the little, yeah, and he had, and then, but he had like his arms and, and legs. It was like he never worked out in his life. He was just skinny as shit. And he just kept all of that stuff there. He had, I think he died of a heart attack. That's yeah. it right there. Which is why, going back to this guy, it's just like, that's another thing you have to look at. Going to be like, I'm going to be a widower mm-hmm. in my mid-50s. Yeah. Um, there's got to be an exercise video just to get rid of your fat feet. Or at least to fatten up your toes, right? Uh, you should get like, I you know. fat feet. You should get like the Fighting ass the injections in your toes. Just to fucking even it out, you know. Um, all right, here we go. Ladies get deprived too. How we doing on time? Oh, good. Killing it. We're right on schedule here. All right, ladies get deprived too. Dear Bill, I am a lady in my late 20s, and I need a male perspective on something that's too embarrassing to bring up with my friends. All right, on a good day, one might consider me quite easy on the eyes. I exercise every day. I have a natural look, i.e., not trashy, 20 layers of makeup kind of gal. However, I always make a case of looking well put together, even at home. See, she gets it. However, my husband's a fat fuck. Um, Anyways, but for some reason... In the last year of my five-year marriage, my husband denies me sex, even if I only want to service him. He knows I like to do it. Jesus Damn, Christ. So you don't even want a blowjob? Yeah, this is bad. Uh, yeah, this is bad. This is when you've know, you got to start taking off the police yeah. tape and getting out the blankets. Dudes will take a blowjob from another dude. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about that. All right. On any given evening, he will be, uh, it's not the mouth dude, it's the stubble. I think that that's what you couldn't get past. I almost right. got you to do a spit take. On any given evening, he will be sitting on his desk working late, and if I try to initiate things by touching him and kissing his neck, he will say, sorry, babe, it's too late and I'm tired. Same goes for when we are in bed. It has gotten to the point where I just, you know what, I got this paranoid thing. He's cheating like a motherfucker on her. Either that or he got replaced by a robot. And they, yes. they haven't worked out the genitals yet. Right, right. Sorry, babe. It's too late, and I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> what's wrong with your voice? Um, same goes for when we are in bed. Uh, it's gotten to the point where I will try to approach him in lingerie, sit on his lap, and even go as far as begging for just five minutes, all Jesus. without any success. Um. Uh, mm. This is like uh, this is one of these things. If it was a news story, I would shut it off because I don't want to see the fucking ending. Here we go. What baffles me is that during normal day to day life, he will frequently grab my ass or tell me I'm hot. Wow. I also do the same for him, as I know men like to feel manly around their lady. This woman's like a dream. I don't know what this guy's problem is. The possibility of an affair. How she looked, I wonder. Okay, the possibility. She said she's you know she's easy on the eyes. She takes care of herself. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. I got a nice picture in my head. Um, Anyways, the possibility of an affair is very unlikely, seeing as we both work on the same male-dominated company. That's not good. And go home together. Um, Also, he doesn't have a password in his phone. I think maybe he's gay. Male-dominated? I don't know. There's something wrong with him. Also, he doesn't have a password in his phone, which is another huge indication of nothing to hide. We have a very nice interaction. I never nag him. If anything, he nags me. And mm. we do cool stuff like play ball together or watch some Netflix. Maybe his dick don't work no more. He don't want to tell her yet. 
Yeah, you need to sit down and talk to him. He's a very loving husband except for the actual physical loving part. I've tried to ask, but everything is fine. Uh, everything is fine is in quote, as it appears. Uh, Bill, can you please let me know what the hell's going on? Aren't men supposed to be always in the mood? Uh, that's not true, but uh, right. generally speaking, yes. I am going crazy, and I'm starting to get aroused from the most ridiculous thing, like men smiling at me or opening the door for me. <laughs> Jesus, thank you. I really enjoy everything you're doing. Contrary to what you think, you are very balanced and insightful <laughs> in your opinions. Look at this. I got to read that to my wife. Happy fucking holidays and go fucking fuck yourself. One itching lady. Itching to get fucked. Uh, listen, I think you've been nice for long enough. Exactly, me you too. You need to sit down and be like, look. Or leave him. No, no, no. You got to have the conversation first. Well, first. That's yeah. the first, yeah. What is going on? Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I'm about ready to, to, get to the jump on a rolling pin. Yeah, exactly. What what the fuck are you doing? You need you need you guys need to have a talk. You need to go on. And I wouldn't I, I would go nice because just in case Absolutely. it is some physical thing. Yeah, You got to go nice first. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But maybe, that, maybe, that can't maybe, continue. Maybe he's addicted to online porn. That might be it. I mean, it has a problem, man. But that definitely can't continue what they're doing. They seem like they're around each other the whole time. I don't know what's going on. You get a lot of you have a lot of weird stuff. Yeah. All right. Need advice quitting drinking. So I I would I guess our advice is I would I would sit down and talk to him. And Absolutely. You're not being a nag at all. Uh, yeah. If anything, you've been too nice. And uh, I would just go easy just in case it's something fucking. It's a problem. Yeah. Like he got molested as a kid and it finally came out. Now he doesn't like. Did they fucks. ever used to know. go at it like bunny rabbits? I don't know. That's a good question. Did y'all ever used to have like a real healthy sexual relationship and just fell off a cliff? Like, oh, was it gradual or? Yeah, I think I once know. you have a kid, though, that that just happens. You just yeah. like the appeal of going to sleep is just fucking unbelievable. Mm-hmm. It's unbelievable, and it's something if you do it together, like that's your sex. You know, like <laughs> oh god, we're gonna get eight hours. This is fucking awesome. All right, need advice quitting drinking. <clears throat> uh, I know you're. I know you're at 100-something-odd days now of no drinking. Uh, 116 days of not drinking. I'm at a whopping day three, and this is my third attempt in the last two months to take some serious time off. Most of my attempt only lasts three or four days, max, because every Friday rolls around and I can't help but buy some booze. I want to quit because my problem is serious enough that I experience minor withdrawals like minor shakes. Oh, Jesus. Oh, wow. If I haven't had a drink in like 12 to 16 hours, meaning I'm physically dependent. Yeah, dude, this is a great reason to stop. It's not serious to the point where people notice I'm able to keep it under control, but drinking every day needs to stop. Yeah, you're what's known as the intelligent alcoholic, so you can fucking, what I call you, you're a smart guy and you're boozing, so you can play shit off and nobody notices. Where if you're just a fucking moron, everyone's going to notice. Exactly. Uh, My question for you is, how did you go about filling up the boredom? That comes with being sober. Oh, what a great fucking question. question. I feel like I'm drinking. Uh, when I'm drinking, anything is fun. Sitting on the couch for hours. <laughs> it's so true. On end, watching YouTube videos. But when I'm sober, I've got like 20 minutes tops before I'm bored with whatever I'm doing. Also, what was your pro- was your problem ever bad enough that you felt withdrawals? Uh, I know how to taper pretty well at this point, but I have failed so many times that if you know of any tapering tips or basically how to wean your way off, I guess. Uh, I'd love to hear them. P.S. I've always missed the old overrated, underrated segment you used to do circa 2009-ish on the podcast. You should bring that back. We're actually bringing it back. 
Um, all right. This week we'll bring it back. Uh, we'll keep doing it. Uh, if you guys want to send it in, overrated and underrated. Um, I find when I stop drink, like when I stop, it's it's tough for like the first um, like six to ten days. And what it is, I'm more habit addicted. Like I just like if if I'm eating well, like I'm addicted to go. I want to get a salad. If I'm eating like shit, like if I eat McDonald's the next day, I'm craving McDonald's. If I'm dr- drinking, then I want to drink. So it's basically I tried to be conscious of um, those thoughts in my head and just be like try to get to the next morning going tomorrow morning. What's going to make me happier that I had a drink right now or that I didn't. And it was always that I didn't. So right. I would choose that's that. A good, that's a good that's a good word. I used to do that at the Boston Comedy Club. When, when, I never really when, noticed when, you had a like. I never really seen you drunk ever back in the day. Uh yeah. I in the last like uh, like fifteen years, I I gradually just drank more and more and more and more and more. You're, you're and dr- and then I uh, I just I'm, I'm not like an alcoholic, but yeah. I but at the amount that I drink, I absolutely am. Right. But I'm one of those guys I can shut it off and like this guy just sit Even there. Even after and be, like shows, you don't like. I can do it if I'm not performing. I I can I not have a drink, but if I'm performing. I, I I need one or two, but I'm 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 not an alcoholic by far. But I have other problems. I know. I my thing is like, I uh, if I'm doing something, I'm doing it. So, the first thing I do when I sit down at a bar is I always order a double because I'm assuming that their poor is. You sit down at a bar. Do you go to the bar destination? Leaving your house is the bar, or like how's it? Or is it after shows? Well, by the sums this this summer, it was becoming like. Going to the liquor store, buying a bottle, and always like I was on the road doing an acting gig, and I made sure I had a bottle. And I just was, mm. and I knew I was shutting it down. So I was just like, "This is where it is, Bill. This is bad." Um, yeah, it got it got way, way, way worse than it ever. As far as like, what am I doing? I remember coming home from the set one night and being excited that the bar was still open. And before <laughs> I went in, there's no wrong with that. To where where I was staying, but I was by myself. Right. Oh, okay. And I ordered a double, sucked it down, and said, "Give me another double," because I was sort of addicted to that that crazy buzz, and then going asleep. I think. Um, I like it too, but it's, not- and then the whole time wanting to stop or wanting to not do it as much, and that was the only time. And it was the first time ever my wife brought it up, going, "You know, you're really drinking a lot, mm. and hey, you're gonna snore and blah 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 blah." And then one night I came down to, to bed. <laughs> With a wife beat all, I can see you. Now. I know. I'm so embarrassed <laughs> by this. I came downstairs, and I actually was hiding the glass of booze on the other side <laughs> of my leg when I was coming down the stairs, That's and I was me. just like, "Whoa, yeah, I'm that guy." Now, how soon before the bottles in the back of the toilet? But <laughs> um, I'm, I'm kind of too much of a control freak to make it happen like that. So, but I find like once I go ten days, the way I'm wired, I could go. Gets easier. In theory, I could go forever. Okay. Because now it's just something I don't do. I'm just like, uh, like the the whatever it is that would that had its its fucking claws in me. It only takes ten days for how I'm chemically made up to, to just it. be like, okay. yeah, like right now, um, 116 days in, I could easily go a year. I could go two years. I could I could like never drink again for the rest of my life. And you I, don't think about it anymore, like after shows or. No, there's certain things that like makes me just wish I was still drinking. Mm, okay. um, like, what did I see the other day that I was just like, oh, man, I would love to do that. Like, um, I saw some cool-looking bar, and it was just like, man, I would love to go there at okay. 2 in the afternoon 
and just get fucking drinking till six, get fucking hammered. But then, but now the way it plays out is you would never flare though. I know I would jump in the Uber and I would come home drunk to my daughter, and it's like ah, uh, oh, can't yeah. have that on the resume. No, no, no. So that's over. so my life also kind of I'm not telling this guy needs to have a kid so I would just say what you need to do is you got to push through that boredom and uh, I I, but there's so much fun shit that you can actually fill that time up with that the stuff that you wanted to to get good at like like I've always been into music like playing drums and playing guitar if you do that instead or working out like if at night yeah if at night you go out for a jog instead, and then this is nothing. This is nothing too about not drinking. It's the, the the fucking pounds just fall off you. Really? You know, as long as you don't substitute it with then like, oh, I'm going to eat ice cream so I can get right. like a sugar rush. If you actually eat well right. and you don't booze, yeah, it just falls off yeah. you. It's got nowhere to hide. So um, I don't know, man. But it sounds like you know that the shakes and stuff. You're on another level than yeah. I was. So I'm. If I was you, I might even go to a meeting. That's borderline intervention TV show. Would you get the shakes and shit? Yeah, a little bit. I, I would go to a meeting, just check out a meeting, just go down there, check it out, sit in the back, mm-hmm. have a fucking donut, whatever the hell they do there, and just listen to these people's insane stories. It'll actually make you feel better feel about better yourself. Feel better about yourself, exactly. Um, all right. Okay, here we go. Overrated, underrated. Uh, bringing this back. This is something this this guy said, so we actually were going to do one this week. This is something I used to do way back in the day, 2009. I used to do overrated, underrated. It was the thing of the week, whatever you thought was overrated, whatever was underrated. All right, overrated, Texas Hold'em. Underrated, five-card stud. Now, here's the deal. I don't know shit about cards. Me neither. Um, I, don't, I, I don't know. You got to give me the explanation. All right, that was a bad, that was a soft open. Yeah, I don't know anything about cards. I never play cards. All right, what yeah. do you think is overrated right now? Uh, this this topic? No, no, <laughs> no. What I think is overrated right now, um, hip hop. Really? Yeah, like the the, the 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 not having any words in your song, and it being uh, quote unquote a classic or a hot uh, song for this time. And then, but ten years down the road, this guy said nothing. It was just beat you, beat in sounds. Oh, it's just beating. So it's, it's like an, mumble it, rap. It, like they don't they don't say anything. Oh, everybody, yeah, everybody sounds like they're kind of like half in the bag. Yeah, and there's no originality anymore, but people are still celebrating something that is less original than it used to be. Do you know uh, how old you sound right now? Well, the well, people in your generation, there's gangster rap in there. But originality well, is not old. That's, that's uh, you, true. That's universal, and they don't have any original. When, when, when did they so lose unoriginal you? that their name's not even different. How many little rappers do we have? Right. Little this, little that, little. You can't even name yourself an original name. Oh, all right. When did they lose? When did hip hop lose you? Mm. Uh, probably the mid two thousand. No, late two thousands. Late two thousand. Uh, like maybe two thousand eleven, twelve on and up. That's but not, not bad. But not so you, all, you, you hung in there. Yeah, but not all hip hop. Like you got, you got artists like Eminem and Nas who's still doing what they're supposed to do. Oh, God. You, still, you're doing like that's like me going, you know, Zeppelin and ACDC. Yeah, you're going back like twenty years. Yeah, but they, those guys are still rapping. Those guys they are still relevant, and, no, and right. they're still relevant. And it's the words like you got. You can't have a who, song who, with it's instrumental. What about the uh, who? Who's the guy got all the awards? Migos. The Mig is it the Migos? I don't even know them because I don't listen to them. I don't even know. I heard of them, but I don't oh, know okay. these people. I know a lot of rappers' name got little in it, and that bugs me. 
Little Uzi Vert. <laughs> Nigga, just change your name to original name. <laughs> Little Wayne was first, and then everybody else is Little. Remember Tupac and Biggie? They had their own names. Not nah, it's original name. Yeah, he went. He went little because there was already a too short. <laughs> who is who is the uh, the little person there? In uh, uh, that fucking oh, what was that fucking? I don't know anybody. There was yeah, a guy neither. Bushwick Bill. Bush, yeah, he was. He's a, no, he didn't even say little. No, he was, he was Bushwick he, Bill. He said where he was from. Well, well, you know, these millennials are sensitive. Okay, yeah. I would say overrated being informed. Is overrated. Absolutely. Uh, I, I am off social media as I don't read the shit anymore. I post my shit on there, but I'm done. Like, oh, I fucking took a picture of this thing today. This is the classic, classic. It's going to take forever to turn my phone on, so I'm just going to have to keep going. Classic <laughs> fucking. Like a joke when you forgot the punchline, you just keep repeating the setup. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> shit is crazy. Shit is crazy. Shit is crazy. We used to say, we used to say when, when comic white comics were lost in their act, They'd look down and be like, yeah, yeah, so uh, <laughs> what else is going on? Black, black comics, shit, shit is, is crazy. crazy. Yeah. yeah, shit is crazy out here. Shit is crazy out here. Crazy, yeah. but you're a good-looking crowd. Yeah, give yourselves give, a round yeah, of applause give, for coming ladies, out tonight. Give it up to, for the ladies. Ladies, all the strong women in the crowd. <laughs> They're always strong. Women are always I used strong. To, I used to do that so I wouldn't bomb early. Like in black rooms, like I'll just go give it up for the ladies and, and, and compliment the crowd enough so they'll give me at least 30 more seconds not to boo me. <laughs> What's the hardest room you ever did? Sweet Cheeks. Sweet Cheeks. Back to Sweet Cheeks. It's not even, I don't even think it's a, like, it's just a fucking place to go get, pick up $200. What was it, 250 back then? Oh, yeah. That go, was literally like fighting Mike, like Mike Tyson. Yeah. It's just like, all right, if I can survive around, I get, I get my fucking purse. Uh, yeah. All right. This is something that somebody tweeted today. About that pipe bomb that went off on in the uh, the Port Authority. It was I, a, a I'm uninformed. That, when yeah, did this happen? Yeah, I mean, fortunately nobody died. They said there was non I like non life threatening injuries, but that doesn't mean somebody didn't lose an eye or uh, fucking hearing or something. A bomb it's went cool. off on 23rd Street right by Gotham Comedy Club, and they closed the street off. I thought you were gonna do a joke. No, so and so just got off stage. When I got there, they was the street was closed off, and I actually asked the cop, but but I have told the cop I have a spot. I didn't give a fuck about. Oh my! I just wanted to do my spot. <laughs> well, this is what this this is what this fucking jerk off tweets about the Port Authority bomb. He goes, "I have no idea what's going on at the Port Authority, but it was chaotic, and I didn't stay to find out." <laughs> so you have no idea what's going on, but we had to find out how you felt about what you didn't know was happening. Who gives a fuck what you did? <laughs> These people down there hurt you, fucking asshole. This is what I can't stand. I'll be an old man here about young people now. Nobody cares right. about every fucking thought in your stupid fucking head. Exactly. Were you there? Did you see what happened? Do you have any information? <laughs> I wish I, you guys just, could see. Bill's I have face no right idea now. what's going on at Port Authority, but it was chaotic, and I didn't stay to find out. And then there's gonna be a thousand fucking people going. So happy you're okay. Yeah, exactly. People just want to. I didn't know so many people wanted to be known. Uh, no, all these fucking people. What, the re- you know why all these fucking Heard. people on social media? It's like they have their own TV show yeah. and they're acting like celebrities, self-involved right. fucking celebrities, as opposed to cool ones like us. Yeah, the one who has actually have a skill set. Sorry, sorry. All right, last one. Here we go. How do I tell the truth? Uh, hey, Bill. Well, I've been thinking with my dick. I recently downloaded the popular hookup app Tinder. And I've been using it to fish for some action with some college chicks in my area. I'm pretty good looking and I'm not bad with chicks. So I've had moderate success. I recently found this one chick in my area who is 
Oh, pre-med. Um, is that all one word? P-R-E-M-E-D? Okay, thank you. I was like, I knew I was dumb. I didn't think I was that fucking dumb. Um, you know what's funny? That fucking guy who said, the guy who I, I was telling the story about, mm-hmm. like, you know, funny how, like, things going in and out of your ass. <laughs> he just sent me a text, a fucking random text. <laughs> um, I recently found this chick uh, in my area who's pre-med. I really like spending time with her, and we have the same sense of humor and political beliefs. And she has an excellent body and face. In short, she's pretty close to my ideal girl. However, there's one problem. I'm in high school, and she has no idea. Fuck! Fuck this guy! <laughs> fuck this guy, dude! You, dude, you're a legend! I, you should be giving me advice. I have dodged most of her questions about the classes I take, and where I couldn't dodge, I lied. Oh, Jesus. We haven't done anything physically, but she made it clear she is interested in me. I'm in deep, Bill. How do I tell her without her hating me? Uh, do I have to tell her? I just fucking tell her. Just say, listen, I don't want to go to a physical level without fucking telling you the truth. I'm still in high school. I really liked you. I would have told you sooner, but I was afraid you weren't going to like me. Just do that. Put it out on the table. If she tells you to go fuck yourself, fine. But you've learned a very valuable lesson with women, which I wish somebody taught me way back in my teen years. years. Just tell them the truth. Mm -hmm. What are we doing? I want to fuck you. I have no intention of having a relationship with you. Okay? Most will walk away. Some won't. But you you can literally leave your fucking car out in the front of your house, and it will never be keyed. None of your shit will be lit on yeah, fire. You gotta be honest, yeah. Yes, that's why when I when I see guys who who uh, um, um, damn, I forgot my train of thought. But honesty is always the best policy because you don't have to worry about people getting mad and doing crazy shit to you, dude. It works with cops too. Cops and women, nobody lies gets lied to more than those two. Mm-hmm. And when you actually come with the truth, even Absolutely. if they don't like the truth, it kind of like yeah, you yeah. might not get a ticket. That's probably why Patrice, when the fire, that no one, no one, he, we didn't get in trouble. Yeah, because he was fucking honest about what happened. Do I'm gonna try. I, I fucking bang this U-turn, right? And I, Friday's I did. It's this fucking cop got out of his car, and I'm, as I'm pulling up, I'm thinking, ah, maybe he didn't see it. And he's just coincidentally getting out, and he walks right up to my window. He goes, "Let me see your driver's license and registration." He's like, "Ah, fuck." He goes, uh, "He goes, you know why I'm asking for that?" And I was like, "Yeah." And he goes, "Why?" I go, "Cause I just made an illegal U-turn." And he goes, why did you do that? I go, because I'm impatient. and I didn't want to wait in that line in there. And he just laughed. And he goes, do you want me to give you a, would you want me to give you a ticket? And I said, no, but I'm not going to lie to you. Right. And he laughed again. He goes, all right, get out of here. Exactly. I said, you're awesome. Right. And that exactly. was it. Then other times I've told the truth. And like all the way to the point, is this your current address? And I said, no. And the guy wrote me up for everything and my fucking address. And I was like, this motherfucker. <laughs> He's trying to get fucking cop of the month. That guy did that in Western New York. All right. We're out of time. Um, Harris. Yes. So great to see you. You too, Once man. again, been a minute. your album. My comedy album is coming out. It's out already. It's out right now yeah. on uh, iTunes. Amazon and Google Play and anywhere else that you can get comedy. We Anywhere else. Yes. And, it, and the name of the album is? Naive Innocence. Okay. Yes. I almost said Google Alert is where you can get it. Like, <laughs> I don't know what the fuck anything is. All right. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thank, Thank you for, for being on the me, podcast. Man. Appreciate and it. And everybody, uh, I forgot to mention here, we got a couple of uh, benefits stuff here. Uh, Santa Steve, the great Steve Simone and Regular Hero are raising money again this year for children fighting cancer and their families. Um. That's worded really weird. They're fighting cancer and the families of the children fighting cancer? Isn't that weird? They're raising money again this year for children fighting cancer and their families. 
These kids are fighting cancer in their own families. Um, the children and their families fighting cancer. Uh, Monday morning podcast listeners helped raise 15 grand last month, and it had a huge impact on a lot of families. The stories are brutal, and every bit helps. We're going to save you the fucking stories, okay? Uh, the goal this year is to raise 50 grand. We're going to tweet a link. Thank you so much in um, ahead of time if you got anything to give. And also, here's some dates I got coming up. Uh, I'm going to be at the Hard Rock Live in Hollywood, Florida, December 14th, December 16th, the Bob Carr Theater in Orlando, Florida. February 2nd, the Reno Ballroom, Reno, Nevada. February 20th, the Patrice O'Neill Comedy Benefit, the 6th Annual. Makes a great Christmas gift. Get a pair of tickets to that. Tickets have been going fast. Um, It's a great benefit raising money for um, Patrice's mom and loved ones. Thank you guys so much. Go fuck yourselves, and I'll check in on you on uh, Thursday. All right, Toyota, everybody. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. A workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced technology to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available technology this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a Toyota truck you buy Toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales events deals when you visit buyatoyota.com Toyota let's go places